Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. I'd like to welcome our guest who's been on before, but given his expertise as the stalwart on property rights in South Africa, uh, I welcome back Terence Corrigan, stalwart that he is. How are you, Terence? I'm good. I'm good, uh, sir. How are you? No, well, thank you. Now, We've had you on and you have spoken and written extensively about expropriation without compensation. And that's basically right. uh, the government taking ownership of private land for whatever purposes. And we, we, we can track back to that. But you say in an article, I think it was, it was pre- we published yesterday, that right. you, 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 it's difficult to think of anything more detrimental to a business environment than undermining property rights. One possible right. exception to this, something worse, is the deprivation of property along with access to its use. How is the government, right. how, have they, how have they decided to bestow this upon us? Yeah, well, uh, you know, there's something, um, uh, there's something a little bizarre about, about South Africa, South Africa's political economy that just when you think, you know, it couldn't, it couldn't get any more bizarre, you know, there's always another level you can go to. Um, <laughs> yeah. This, j- j- just to fill in some background, a lot of the, the, uh, uh, debate around expropriation with compensation, uh, featured the idea of custodianship. In other words, mm-hmm. the, the state would take the property, essentially own it for itself, although it would claim to be on behalf of the people of South Africa. And then, you know, the, you know, those whom it favored could have access to it. Now, this has been a model that's, um, been rolled out with respect to water. Also minerals and to a large extent, uh, state supplied housing. People often don't, don't, don't appreciate this. That people are given, are given housing, but not actual ownership mm. thereof. Now, that is not unique to South Africa, but it seems that what, uh, that what the latest, uh, draft regulations for, uh, water supply, uh, for, for water access means is that not only, uh, does the government own it, but, uh, in order, in order for you as a as a farmer or an industrial user to uh, to gain your necessary license, you have to be appropriately empowered. Uh, how does this work? Well, the regulations specify that in order to to qualify for a new a new water license. Uh, so I just want I, I just want to you know uh, point out that this doesn't immediately impact uh, current holders. Although mm-hmm. as these things come up for renewal, it, um, really it presumably cool. will. Right. Um, now, depending on the on the amount that you draw, and it's very difficult to say exactly what you know, uh, what farmer, what type of farmer will need what uh, what amount. Depends on your rainfall and soil fertility, crops, etc. But essentially, um, you below a certain threshold, um, there will be no uh, racial requirements. But as you ex- uh, exceed that, the license will only be granted if you can show a certain amount of um, of black shareholding. In fact. The words used in the um, uh, in the document go something like percentage or proportion allocated to blacks. Hmm. Um, you know, sort of wonderfully uh, crude and differentiated language. Um, and once you once you are drawing more than a million cubic meters of water per annum, uh, that will only be available. Uh, you will only qualify for that license if your um, if your ownership is seventy five percent black. Um, now. This, uh, like so much of what, uh, of what, of what happens in, um, in the demented south is, um, 
you know, it, it, it takes no, uh, no cognizance of the realities of, far, of farming, particularly. Um, although this is not strictly limited to farming, but, uh, in, in terms both of, you know, who is actually farming at that scale, which does tend to be, um, uh, tend to be white people. Um, but also that these tend to be, uh, enterprises which are family owned, even the very, even very large farmers. Uh, the way, the way in which, which agribusinesses are, um, uh, operate is that uh, the sort of partnerships are very, very rare. There, there, there are historical reasons for this and, uh, you know, I don't think we have to get into that, but the point is that, um, try and apply this and, uh, you will essentially cut the, uh, cut the legs off, 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 uh, a good portion, if not the vast majority of South African commercial agriculture. It strikes me that, uh, I mean, I think you put it, put it rather subtly by saying, you know, the, the powers that be don't understand farming. And I don't, I'm, <laughs> I don't for a minute think that, uh, having a large herd of Ancoli cattle is, uh, is, <laughs> in the case of Mr. Ramaphosa, is a farmer of any consequence. But, you know, what we were 2023, and I would have thought that the, the rigors of farming and the fact that for farming to produce anything that's of value to the feeding of the country, um, farms mm. by and large, particularly in South Africa because it's a, a dry country, need to be large. Right. They need to be very right. sophisticatedly run. Um, and, mm. but what still seems to apply, um, is that farms are, very, as you say, they're family owned. They, they're emotional businesses to be in. None yeah. of that lends itself to, to being forced to, to have an ownership of any color or share ownership well, of any look, color. Yeah. Look, if I can just, just, uh, uh, orient this, uh, this conversation back to what you were, to what you were talking about previously, relationship between, between business and government. Mm. I would say that, that, uh, one of the biggest problems that we've had since 1994 has been that there has never been a, um, a cooperative relationship between mm. business and government. Um, now, one has to be careful here because too much cooperation becomes collusion and mm. then you're in a, you know, in, in, in a different set of problems. But, um, I don't expect, you know, I, I think in a healthy society, you don't expect business to run the country and you don't expect government to run, you know, to, 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 to dictate to business. The mm. problem is we have, um, a state that wants to dictate to business, but has no clue about how it, um, about how, about how it works. It sees it, you know, it sees it in very starkly, um, extractive terms, mm. you know, uh, where, where can rewards be, um, uh, be distributed and also in very ideological terms. And I think that the, the, the ideological, um, uh, aspect of it, uh, a businessman about 15 years ago, uh, uh, put it very succinctly that there are certain sectors of the economy which are viewed as retribution sectors. Mm. Um, and I, you know, mining is, 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 is the prime example, you know, because of migrant labor and mm. whatever that they are seen as a type of, you know, parasitic class enemy. And I think, fa- um, uh, farming, um, farming as well. Uh, it, 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 it always strikes me that, that as strategically important as agriculture is, it only contributes about two to three percent of our GDP. Now, you know, you, you pull the legs out from under it, you have massive problems with things like food supply and uh, food inflation, which is re- which is about 14% year on year now, and that hits particularly the poorest, um, the poorest South Africans very hard. But, you know, if you, if, if, if you're looking for, for mass opportunities for employment or entrepreneurship, agriculture just, just isn't it. Mm. You know, you need, uh, we, we need, uh, you know, a new generation of farmers because, 
as is the case around the world, you know, farmers are farmers are getting old. Young people want the want the sights and sounds of the big cities. But yeah, and so I, I'm I'm all in favor of getting um, of getting young people who I imagine would be disproportionately young black people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, in um, into farming. But you know that means using all of the um, resources we have, not least the expertise of existing commercial agriculture, and groups like AgriSA, uh, you know, actually you know put uh, you know do. Do what they can, mm. but you know, if you if if you want to encourage this, then you know, rather than uh, you know threatening water use or property ownership, do things like establish agricultural colleges. Mm, mm. Um, there is a great deal of land that uh, that 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 comes onto the market. I even know of cases where farmers have what you know have wanted to donate uh, to donate properties that that uh, you know they they're looking to exit. You know, their kids aren't interested. Yeah, and uh, there was a lot of fanfare about three years ago when uh, you know the government announced it was setting up a means for people to donate land. It just seems to it just seems somewhat bizarre that you know uh, they've had these offers you know going back twenty years and have sort of done nothing about it. And mm-hmm. I think because the way this is seen is you know through this through a, a highly politicized lens that farmers are in, are in a sense the enemy, mm-hmm. and um, you know you don't really want to cooperate with them. Yeah. I'm, I must say that that uh, um, uh, Minister Toko Dzidza is probably one of the better one of the better cabinet ministers, and certainly I think uh, I think a rare voice who actually has some sympathy with with, um, uh, with 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 the farming community, but she's very much and she has been very much a um, uh, an an, uh, an outlier. Mm. If you remember um, under under President Mbeki, the era many of us will, you know can remember with mm. some element of fondness because. Uh, the, the pathologies weren't quite as advanced. Mm. Um, you know, he he um, uh, appointed um, uh, Miss uh, Tinwana, um, mm. and she utterly hated farmers mm. and made it very very clear. Um, uh, Tina Jumat Peterson, who who died recently, he also you know seemed to uh, you know just be unable to move past the idea that 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 farmers were a problem. And mm. you know, these are ministers mm. supposedly working with them. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, um, so it, the, the, what, what, as far as, um, as far as moving forward, you know, yes, you, you, you are quite correct. The, the, the family farm is a threatened species around the world. Um, in the United States, um, I think only a, uh, less than 10% of, 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 of farming households actually derive most of their income from farming. Mm. You know, and those are generally very large, uh, agribusiness operations. In um, in countries like the Netherlands, it, farming is a very high tech uh, operation. Uh, you know, literally, you have uh, drone tractors and mm. things like that. A guy can sort of sit in his office with his little touchscreen and uh, you know uh, grow things in in, in 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 greenhouses. And you can, you know, that is that is essentially um, essentially the future. It's mm. likely to be to, to 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 be very to be very different. And I'll tell you one thing it's not going to be is, you know, these, these sort of happy yeomen, you know, going out with a hoe in the morning to, uh, to labor under the blazing sun. Mm. Yeah, you know. Terence, isn't that in fact really the problem, really a problem with the way, with the government? They've got a, somewhere between an ignorant, perhaps even lazy, but romantic, <clears throat> excuse me, romanticized view of, yes. um, of farming. So they see subsistence farming as something as sort of noble, when it's actually, right. it's, it's, 
it's very untechnological. It's very mm. hard work, and it achieves very little result. Yeah, look, um, there there is okay. There is a place for um, uh, for, for for small scale farming, uh, uh, you know, niche operations. Mm. But often these are going to be tech, are going to be capital intensive if you yeah. want them to pay. That's the greenhouses, you know, uh, uh, people selling uh, uh, selling herbs and fresh vegetables to Santon bistros and whatever. Nice. Um, there are um, as as a as a subsistence, you know, sub, subsistence farming does provide you know a sort of fallback, and if it's Integrated with uh, with larger operations, it can uh, you know uh, it can aggregate into things in, 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 into things like selling maize. Mm. Uh, this this was actually a, a model that was that uh, that that was functioning to some degree in Zimbabwe before before everything fell apart. Mm. But uh, there is uh, South Africa. And this, and this is you know one one intelligent remark that that, that one of the former ministers of agriculture, Mister Inquinty, said. South Africa doesn't have a peasantry anymore. At mm. least not, uh, uh, not not like most of the most of the continent does. Now you can blame migrant worker and la- uh, uh, labour, uh, land dispossession, all that sort of thing. And you know that that that's all true. But the point is that what what South Africa has now is a population that wants to generally live in a more urban environment and wants to uh, uh, want steady work that pays wages. Uh, you know, we, we the, 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 this is a major difference between a country like. Like, like South Africans and Zimbabwe. And once, once a population has uh, urbanized, it's not going to go back. Mm. R- rural life is tough. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, I, I'm, you know, I'm sure that I, that I wouldn't be stepping out of line if I said that, uh, you know, the, the, the early, um, uh, the early pioneers of, of Israel that went and set up, uh, set up kibbutzim and, you know, labored in the mm. sun and whatever and did wa- wonders of water technology. You know, their, their descendants predominantly, you know, want to work in IT in Tel Aviv now. Mm. You know, it's just, there's more money. It's more glamorous. You know, uh, it, it, it's a, it's a sort of declining share mm. of people who, people who want to do, who want to do that. Well, I, th- I think, um, this, I think this is what's happened over the last <clears throat> 30 years is that the predominantly rural population with a smaller mm. urban population has swapped sides. So it's essentially six, uh, roughly 60% yeah. urban, 40% rural. And that, that, right. that means something very different. That, and that means that there are more people that big farms have to provide, uh, a, a, yeah, yeah. a constant s- source of, 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 uh, of food than, than would have happened 30, 40 years ago. Yeah, uh, no, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah, look, look. If you, if you, uh, you know, want to, um, uh, uh, want to, want to look at Europe, for instance, one reason why you have, um, uh, you have so much, uh, uh so much migration from poor, you know, the, the poorer mm. Eastern European countries to the more prosperous, um, uh, more prosperous, uh, Central and Western European countries and from outside, from outside Europe, a lot of that is, is about, is about working, working in agriculture because the native populations of those countries, and this is even in a country like France, mm. where the government puts enormous resources into keeping that rural economy alive. It's mm. not, it, mm. it, it doesn't pay. It's a, but they view this, they view it as a certain cultural good. Mm. You know, you just, you just can't generally get, get, get the locals to, 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 uh, uh, to do that work. Mm. Um, so yeah, you know, uh, the, the, you know, a lot is made of the Polish plumbers in Britain, but also remember the Polish apple pickers. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as Poland become, uh, becomes wealthier, it becomes a case of, well, you know, you need the, 
you know, the Ghanaian guys to go and, yeah. you know, to, get to come in and do it now. Exactly. Um, just to sort of change tack, you were talking about AgriSA right. earlier. Right. And Christopher van der Rieder, the CEO of AgriSA, mm-hmm. and, and I agree with you, I think um, my impression is that um, AgriSA has done a, a huge amount for farming in general, not just for, for mm. the big farmers, is he says, frankly, that uh, the water use licenses has less to do with transformation than with next year's mm. elections. And isn't that really, yeah. I mean, we're seeing this raft of really socialist-backed, socialist-based legislation yeah. that yeah. we can call as populist, even though they're likely to immiserate us even further. Mm. Yeah, uh, no, look, look, um, you know, my, 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 my sense of agri-essay is that, um, you know, these are, these are business people, you know, and I think that they've struggled to understand exactly what is, what, what is happening in the country because so much of it just seems to be completely insane. I think that, 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 that they are, that they are, you know, coming, coming to intellectual terms with it now. And I actually hold, hold Mr. Funderiere in, in, um, in, in very, in very high regard. Yeah, look, yeah, I think that 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 uh, you know the the sense that um, uh, that this is about next year's election is um, is correct, although probably not for the reasons that 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 he might um, that 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 that, that essay might assume. The idea that you're promising to sort of hand things hand things over mm-hmm. um, that probably um, is part of it. That you you know you you're promising essentially a certain mm-hmm. patronage to your uh, at your community, I think that that's a part of it. But I think there's two other things. I think first of all, this is this is about beating the, a kind of racial nationalist drum. That uh, you know, uh, this is less about who receives than who, they're, they're, they're whom it is taken away from. Uh, that you know, you you sort of putting those white boys in their place. And I think that given the 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 state of the the state of the ANC, that's like in a sense a, um, a fallback position that. Um, you know, they didn't, re- they didn't have to, have to resort to, you know, 10 years ago. But I, I think, I, I think there, there, there could be something else that perhaps they are looking at the, um, at the lay of the land and thinking that, you know, good Lord, this is, this is when it could finally happen. They could finally be turfed out and maybe they have to push through their final, you know, grand historical mission while, you know, while, while there's still daylight. Yeah, and, um, yeah, you know, that, that, I suspect that's true. Um, if we can go, we'll go to an ad break, and then there's just a couple of issues mm. I'd like to sure. pick up with you after that. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. Terence, the um, it's not as if the emerging farming market is uh, is without entrepreneurial spirit. Um, mm. Reader, Mr. Reader points out that what we've seen in many er- areas where emerging farmers have received water rights is that they sell them right. back or lease them out to commercial farmers again. Um, right. now, now, that suggests a certain level of uh, cooperation and uh, assessing right. what one needs and what could make better money. Mm. Yeah, look, um, and that's that's also the kind of thing that, that uh, I think the, the, the authorities are, you know, dreadfully upset about. Um, you know, there'd be uh, something that, that's, that's uh, hung around the debate on, on, on land reform has been that uh, people, you know, get um, uh, get land uh, restored to them via uh, via the restitution process and then sell it. You've seen exactly, you've seen incidentally the same thing with with uh, the provision of RDP houses mm-hmm. that people will, will will receive them, but then kind of move back into a shack and then rent the house out. Mm. 
And, uh, you know, this is, uh, the, these, these are people making perfectly rational economic decisions. They yeah. have a resource and they, and they're leveraging it, they're, they're leveraging it, um, uh, to, to the best of their ability. And that doesn't sort of fit the official script. So therefore the government needs to be more prescriptive. You know, it, it's, it's like saying, well, you know, we don't, uh, we don't have much of a peasantry. How can we create one? Hmm. Um, you know, rather than say, well, you know, actually most people aren't all that interested. Hmm. They'd be much, you know, much more interested in a, in a, in a, in a steady supply of food. Hmm. Um, you know, I, I do, I, I do think that, that, um, the approach that was taken in the first couple of years of, um, uh, of democracy, uh, with, with respect to, 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 to land and, and, and agrarian policy, although, you know, highly contentious and in some ways counterproductive. Was much more sensible, which put a lot of emphasis on improving the the, uh, the living and working conditions of farm workers. Mm. There was also some sense that farm workers would be the natural uh, uh, beneficiaries of land reform because they could run a farm. But there is a big difference between, you know, be, you know, being a skilled agricultural worker. You know, I can't drive a tractor, for instance, mm. Mm. and actually managing a farm. Mm. And that, you know, that showed that you know it wasn't you know quite as successful as that mm. as they thought. But you know. The, a, the ANC's own polling can tell you that 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 land reform, or in the agrarian sense, is just is not a huge issue for their for, for their supporters. Mm. They won't kind of admit it publicly, but you know if you if you if you get some 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 of the site of their of their own polling, if you look at you know any any polling on South Africa's priorities, uh, Afrobarometer, IRR, um, uh, HSRC. Mm. They all show, you know, it's, it's like issue number four, you know, 14, 15. Mm. The, the HSRC actually, actually put this very well that there is symbolic support for land reform. Mm. In other words, people say, yeah, yeah, you know, great idea. I've got to do it. And okay. Do you want to benefit from it? Yeah. Not a, not a sausage. <laughs> yes. Um, no, you know, it's, 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 it's for me, not for me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the problem is when that become, when that becomes a political driver, it, Leaves it can leave a big mess in its way. Yeah, I mean, one of the and I think that's that, that's that's where the sort of venality of it comes in, um, mm. because people generally at all levels in the society are pragmatic right. and 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 yes. want to do the best for themselves to whatever extent that may be. But again, Rita points out that uh, the government has failed to execute agreed irrigation plans with money made available for that purpose. Um, Implement water infrastructure plans because of corruption, incompetence, and of course the thing that setting back or putting so much stress on the on the sector is there's the one that's putting stress on us, and that's the the the, the lack of electricity. Um, Absolutely, it, it strikes me as, as as it's it's not just politically expedient; it's actually it's it's it's, mm. it's so destructively idiotic. Yeah, but having made that sort of broadband statement, I just wanted to ask about the ownership issue. Um, this 25 yeah. to 75%. Right. Do they say whether they, it needs to be given to emerging farmers? Do they say they must buy into the ownership? Yeah. Or is that left yeah. sort of blah, 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 blah. Well, I, you know, I think like, like, like so, like so much else, you have, you have the big ideological statement and then, geez, you know, we'll work out what this means later. Mm. Um, look, uh, I did, I did consult, uh, consult some legal opinion and I said, all right, are we talking about 75% of, of licenses of the state you go to, 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 to suitably empowered operations? And they said, no, each, li- each license would be issued mm. on the assumption mm. that, you know, or, or on, on, on the condition that 75 or 25 or 50% or whatever. Yeah. It doesn't specify how this is to be achieved, 
Now, once again, there's a, there's a sense of deja vu here because you, this is very much what happened with, with mining mm. and with empowerment that, you know, you say, well, you know, this is, this is what you got to meet. And I remember the, 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 the sort of initial waves of empowerment transactions, uh, were often fi- sort of financed on a debt basis. Mm. And then the government Thank didn't you. like this because it was leaving these guys encumbered. And so then they tried, they, they try to, they, they try to introduce something. I'm not sure whether or not this was actually pushed through, but I imagine, and I imagine if it hasn't been, watch the space that, uh, okay, you know, you, when you transfer, you know, within five years, it's got to be unencumbered. So in other words, you know, you're going to make a plan that, that, uh, that, that your partners don't, don't, don't owe stuff. Mm, mm. Um, so no, the, the, the long and short is no, we don't really know. Um, you know, make a plan or no water seems to be the um, uh, uh, seems to be the the uh, uh, guiding assumption. Mm. Maybe we'll see what happened in the Netherlands uh, when the government wanted to remove farmers from their land because of the production of, mm. of carbon. Uh, they yeah. took to the streets, and Netherlands not a huge right. place. In their tractors. Um, yeah. Maybe our our farmers will take to the streets in their tractors and come into Santon, and that would be a sight and an experience to <laughs> behold. Um, so, yeah. You, if, if I could just if, if I just pick up on that, you know, I think that 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 interesting thing about um, about farmers in the European Union is that because they are the recipients of such generous subsidies, those you know small small scale small sized farms, although not necessarily small productivity. Mm. You know, are um, uh, are able to survive. So you have a, a reasonably large population. So yes, you know, when when all the uh, you know when all the farmers from free from from Friesland, you know, drive their tractors in, it's a lot of people. A lot of tractors. <laughs> uh, you know, one thing that is that has been uh, uh, been quite sort of detrimental to the uh, to the farming community here has been the withdrawal of protections and subsidies after after the 1990s. Now that, you know, I think it's a point that needs to be made. We forget just how resilient that, uh, that, that, that rum farming community is. Mm. And, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the idea that we could, you know, emulate an EU or country or Canada or the United States where farm, where farmers are subsidized, the, the money just isn't mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So be very, very careful about, um, about upset, you know, upsetting the apple cart and what you have. Yes. But, the other thing I would say is, if you if you remember the, I think it was the Black Monday protests. Yes. That you know that showed. Now I think that 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 um, much of the media behaved utterly unconscionably around that, just trying to focus, yes. trying to turn it into racism. Um, whereas Carte Blanche actually did a did, did, did a very good um, very good report and went and you know showed just how multi-colored, particularly in the in in, in the Western Cape, it was. Where, uh, where it started, but the, the, the point I'm trying to make is that um, farmers do have do have the ability to 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 exercise that sort of um, that sort of presence if they if they if they choose to if they choose to use it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So don't discount it. Yeah. Uh, farmers of the world unite. Thank you, Terence, very much. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's, there's there's much we oh, could talk on that, <laughs> um, and we'll yeah. have you back. Sooner rather than later, Uh, and thank you very much. I have no doubt. Okay, thank you, Zara.